Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Episode number 74. Confucius Matters Today? Imagine if American voters chose their leaders not based on lies, labels, and tribal loyalty, but on wisdom, integrity, and honesty. Would society be in better circumstances? Imagine if society's leaders competed not for money, power, and prestige, but to surpass their rivals in good character, good sense, and excellence in personal conduct? Would society be more united and less divided, more kind and less cruel, and more compassionate and less intolerant? Confucius believed so, and it was his life's mission to produce virtuous, leaderly leaders of society. Confucius was a Chinese philosopher. Around the same time as Buddha in India, and Pythagoras in Greece. Confucius was born in the year 551 BCE on August 27th. Confucius was tall, with bulging eyes, a big nose, large nostrils, a protruding Adam's apple, flat ears, and teeth extending beyond his lips, so they weren't quite closed. If Confucius's appearance doesn't strike you as attractive or appealing, remember, Socrates too was regarded by friends and followers as the ugliest man in Athens. Confucius's manner 
was calm and gentle. He inspired respect without arousing fear. He was serious and somewhat stiff, but serene. When he was not busy teaching, he was friendly and sociable. He was given to spontaneous acts of kindness and charity. Confucius was also a little weird. He never spoke while eating or in bed. He ate nothing that had not been cut into equal pieces. He never pointed to anything with his finger. He never wore clothes of shaded colors, only clearly defined colors. Not rose, but red. Not gray, but black. Confucius enjoyed drinking. He liked music. He was anything but a monk who practiced self-mortification or rigorous self-denial. Confucius was an advocate of balance and proportion in all things. Confucius's whole philosophy of life was governed by a single principle. When asked whether there is one rule that can guide one's behavior throughout life, Confucius answered, love. What you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. This is one of Confucius's most famous sayings, 500 years before the birth of Jesus and Christianity's golden rule. When asked whether there is one word that can guide a virtuous person through life, Confucius replied, reciprocity. Confucius refused to deal with matters that did not have a practical aspect. When questioned about death, Confucius responded, you do not know what life is. How can you understand what death is? When asked how one should serve the gods, Confucius answered, you do not know how to serve men. How can you serve the gods? The fundamental source on Confucius is a collection of his students' notes of his conversations and discussions called the Analects. Confucius is shown to be a human being and not a divine being. He is not a god. He is not a superman. To be a man among men, to be a human among humans, that was all Confucius wished to be. Confucius exerted influence by reason of the simple fact of his teachings and his living example. His nationality was Chinese, but Confucius's teachings 
are universal. He has influenced Western thinkers as diverse as physicist Niels Bohr and beat poet Allen Ginsberg. Confucius's life's work was to produce virtuous leaders, ethically well-educated leaders who demonstrate consummate honesty and integrity in all things. To this day, one cannot understand Chinese culture and society without Confucius. Is this who I want to be? Is this the best I can be? What is my best purpose in life? Confucius's philosophy of life is deeply rooted in the concept of virtue and virtuous behavior. All persons, but leaders especially, should cultivate good character. Not everyone can be powerful, rich, or famous. But being a caring parent, or a dutiful child, or a good neighbor, can be just as virtuous, just as nourishing to one's happiness, and just as important to society. To Confucius, personal happiness and serenity come, not from the accumulation of money and valued things, not from pleasure-seeking and self-indulgence, but from caring for one another and serving the needs of society. Once we understand and appreciate our shared humanity, Confucius believed, we open ourselves to feelings of altruism, respect for one another, and friendship. Confucius believed in the power of wisdom to improve a person's character and good behavior. He believed that learning in the pursuit of virtue and good character should be a continuous process lasting a lifetime. To learn and not think for yourself is a waste. To think for yourself and not learn is dangerous, Confucius said. Money liberates you to become the person you are. Ignorance is the root of evil and bad behavior. And in a democracy, this is dangerous, as the ignorant have the same vote as the wise. If the wise don't stand for public office, the ignorant will. If people of good character don't run for election, people of bad character will. If voters don't choose virtuous leaders, then mediocre leaders will be elected and govern poorly, and everyone 
suffers. Who voted to kill Socrates? Who voted for Hitler? Unlike wisdom, ignorance has no limits. Virtue is the key to a good life and a good society. So, what does Confucius mean by virtue? Virtue has nothing to do with what is needed or necessary. Socrates, Jesus, and Confucius call their followers to rare and exceptional behavior, inspiring behavior that pushes you onward and upward, ever better, ideal behavior worthy of emulation, challenging to equal and impossible to surpass. Virtue has nothing to do with achieving a goal. Virtue is not good or satisfactory. Virtue is excellence. Virtue is interested in realizing your full potential. Virtue aims not simply to get things done in order to achieve a goal, but to get things done well, done better, and done best. Virtue takes aim at the best you can be. Virtue has nothing to do with honor. Honor is bestowed by others. Honor is a matter of reputation and other people's opinion of you. So your reputation is not up to you and it is not in your power to control. Honors and awards and extreme popularity are no guarantee of virtue. Virtue depends on your deeds, good and bad. In the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 5, verses 40 to 45, Jesus states, If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Jesus and Confucius agree. Virtue is one by excellence. This is a true story from Nice News. After seeing a group of poor women in Denver sitting in the dirt while waiting for a bus, 28-year-old James Warren decided to do something. Mr. Warren began building simple wooden benches for local bus stops that had no seating. And he has been busily placing his handmade creations all around the city. He said, We all need and deserve respect. No matter how rich or poor a person is, waiting for a bus is one of the things a person should be able to do 
with dignity. Mr. Warren's benches are made of leftover and discarded wood. He can't afford to buy new wood. So some benches are longer and some are shorter. But all of his benches have one thing in common. All are painted with the same two words. Be kind. The message may be corny, but Mr. Warren wants his benches to remind his community that every act of kindness is a choice to do something good in someone else's life. Virtue has nothing to do with duty. On the contrary, virtue obeys a higher calling and rises above and beyond the call of duty. Heroes of virtue live a full and complete life of exceptional greatness, realizing all the best in human potential. It's not enough to feel sad for women sitting in the dirt. Virtue requires that you give them something to sit on. Virtues are the qualities that make up good character. Courage, moderation, justice, and wisdom are Confucius's four main virtues. Out of these primary virtues flows integrity, generosity, loyalty, friendship, compassion, and good sense. Excellence in personal conduct and interpersonal relationships reveal the content of one's virtuous character. But virtue may be demonstrated in any field of endeavor. There are athletic virtues, such as sportsmanship, fair play, and teamwork. Scientific virtues, such as rigor, objectivity, and respect for fact over assumption. Bureaucratic virtues, such as efficiency and effectiveness, and even musical virtues, such as grooviness and soul. Confucius said, when you meet someone better than yourself, turn your thoughts to becoming his equal. When you meet someone not as good as you are, look within and examine your own self. Socrates also considered virtue to be synonymous with self-knowledge. How do you know if you're making progress? You can't tell how you're doing if you don't examine yourself. The unexamined life is not worth living, said the ugliest man in Athens. 
Confucius said of the unexamined life, that if you continue down this path, the danger exists that you will end up exactly where you are going. Virtue demands that you take an honest, frank, and truthful look at yourself and answer the question, is this the very best I can be? Virtue excels, virtue achieves much and greatly. Virtue means being better than you are by aiming at the best you can do and achieving the best you can be. Getting stuff done, meeting your goals, fulfilling your obligations, working hard and earning your paycheck, keeping your word, these are not virtuous. Virtue doesn't mean obeying the rules, playing the roles, satisfying other people's opinions, and doing your duty. Virtue doesn't mean just doing what is expected. Telling the truth is expected, but it is not virtuous. This is a true story from LinkedIn of a Georgia grandmother who elevated honesty to the level of virtue. In a trial, Southern small-town prosecuting attorney called his first witness to the stand, a grandmotherly, elderly woman. He approached her and asked, Mrs. Jones, do you know me? She responded, why yes, I do know you, Mr. Williams. I've known you since you were a boy, and frankly, you've been a big disappointment to me. You lie, you cheat on your wife, and you manipulate people and talk about them behind their back. You think you're a big shot when you haven't the brains to realize you'll never amount to anything more than a two-bit paper pusher. Yes, I know you. The lawyer was stunned. Not knowing what else to do, he pointed across the room and asked, Mrs. Jones, do you know the defense attorney? She again replied, Why, yes, I do. I've known Mr. Bradley since he was a youngster, too. He's lazy, bigoted, and he has a drinking problem. He can't build a normal relationship with anyone, and his law practice is one of the worst in the entire state. Not to mention he cheated on his wife with three different women. One of them was your wife. Yes, I know him. 
after his death, at age 72, in 479 BCE, Confucius's students spread his philosophy across China. His students advised Chinese rulers in virtuous behavior, and in time, Confucianism became the dominant philosophy in China and other parts of Eastern Asia, and has remained so for centuries. Today, Confucius is still revered as generations of virtuous men and women, as well as aspiring leaders, heed his words and wisdom. Sadly, Confucius could not have imagined the grotesque lack of virtue and virtuous behavior in the unleaderly leaders of the most powerful and prosperous nation in human history. 2,500 years later, Confucius still matters. Today, he calls you and me to be better than we are and to be the best we can be for ourselves and our society. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good. <laughs>